What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast today. I had an incredible time with our guest. Uh, before I get too much further into that, make sure that you check us out uh, for all of the other episodes that we have on Championship Leadership. You go to natebaileyspeaks.com. Also find out more information on any of the coaching programs I have, some of the, the free Facebook groups that I have for you as well, our Championship Leadership Facebook group to get connected and to to stay plugged into what I'm up to. So uh, with that, I want to get into our, our host today. He's a podcaster. He is the founder of the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference, which now actually is the IndyCon or Independent Podcast Conference. He's got an incredible story. His name is Super Joe Pardo. Incredible time. Check out his podcast. Check out his site, superjoepardo.com. That's Super Joe and then Pardo is spelt kind of like it sounds, P-A-R-D-O.com. I'll have all of this connected, of course, inside of the uh, show notes as well. So just an incredible time with Super Joe today. And with that, I want to introduce you uh, to today's guest and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. I got Super Joe Pardo here from South Philadelphia. Appreciate you being here, man. Thank you. What is up, Super Nate? How are you feeling today? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing, I'm doing great. What's good, what's Nate, good feel Nate, like, the Nate? Great, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You feel you feeling great. You're feeling positive. What, give give me am. an adjective. I That's am. not good. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. Uh, I'm feeling accomplished today. Like we were talking. Ooh, I've, that's I've good. Some good. I like things that. Done, so yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I, like that. <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh, let's let's kick this off with uh, the question I like to ask in the beginning is name of the podcast, the championship leadership. What does that mean to you? What do you hear when you hear championship leadership? So that to me means the people that aren't just talking it, they're doing it. They're, uh, they're showing other people how to do it. They're leading by example, always got to be leading by example. And it's, it's one of the things where like, I'm, I'm one of those people that's like, you don't have to swing the bat every single day. But when the chips are down, you got to swing the bat. And when yeah. people are watching you and people have their eyes on you, you have to be there and show up. And 
you might be tired and you might be functioning at like 40% capacity at that moment. And people see it and people understand it. They, you know, nobody's expecting you to be superhuman, but they're expecting you to at least do enough to make them feel inspired to want to jump in and help or do, do their part better. Um, right. So you, you got to be willing to keep, can just keep showing up. Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't say that uh, my definition is probably falls right in line with that. So that's, I agree. Like lead it to the highest Woo. example. Um, yeah. Great work. Nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> um, uh, well, let's, let's learn more about super Joe Pardo. You know, somebody that, that has the name super Joe Pardo, you know, that he's an amazing man. So maybe tell us a little bit about your path and, and what's gotten you to where you are today. Oh, man, uh, where do I begin? So I grew up in a family business uh, in the truck parts industry in, in South Jersey. You, you earlier, you said I was from South Philly. My family's from South Philly. I'm from South Jersey, which is like, right? Oh, like, my I can bad. See the, yeah, I thought you That's all that. good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I can see the skyline right down the street from my house. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I grew up in this, in this truck parts business, uh, and I worked there from the age of six up until uh, about 2000, or until 2014. April 2014, when I finally decided I had had enough and I was ready to, to move on and do something else. The problem was, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. I got no degree. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have a huge background in, in IT and, and like website building. I've been building websites since 96 when I was 10 years old um, and built, you know, company websites just a few years later after that, like in, you know, middle school, high school uh, age and fell in love with DJing. It was, a, you know, a DJ through uh, the end of high school and, you know, a number of years and I went from being like working in the warehouse as, as a six-year-old, working my way through the ranks, be, ultimately became the director of operations at uh, the truck parts company, which is the largest uh, independently owned truck parts company on the East Coast at the time. You know, it's one of those things like when you stand at the top of the mountain <laughs> and you're like, man, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a thing or like yeah. it's not that big of a deal. It's a, and so you step off the mountain and you're like, oh, darn it, I yeah, that, that is a really uh, <laughs> massive organization that both my grandfather and my dad uh, built from the ground up back starting back in uh, 1980, 1981 yeah. uh, through a recession, no less. So, yeah. you know, it, 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 was, uh, it was a scary time for me to leave the company in 2014. It, it was not a well-welcomed opportunity uh, that I was taking for myself. I, I went back to school. I, in 2013, I announced I was going to leave in 2014. and. Yeah started going back to school. Like I was like, all right, well, I should get the degree or something. I don't know. I started taking <laughs> right. a couple of classes and I realized, I quickly realized like, this is going to take forever. Cause I was just going for my associates. Like, yeah, this is, this, you know, taking two classes at a, a semester is going to take me like eight years again, associate's degree. <laughs> and it's like, as it turned out, like I didn't, I, you know, even the teachers I became friends with, cause I was older than most of the people in the class at that point the classes I was taking the teachers are like, are like, Joe, we're like, what are you like, what are you really trying to get out of this? And I'm like, I don't know. I got to have a degree. Cause it's like, if I'm going to get a job or I, I, I don't know, I, I went to a bunch of networking events. I was like, maybe I want to get involved with sports. I'm a numbers guy, you know, operations processes, like, you know, evaluating people. It's, it, it all kind of goes in, in it, like going back even to, um, being a kid at six years old, I, I cried on my grandparents' floor. I, I told them like, I don't want to take over the family business. I want to be a child psychologist to help other kids going through divorce like myself. And mm -hmm. that was like, you know, my, it was a big moment because my grandfather who started the business was like, Hey, you don't have to do this. You can do whatever you want to do. And we're going to be proud of you as long as you 
give a hundred percent of your, your effort to it. And that, that to me was like, li- that was like life changing. Cause it's like, yeah, all this right. monkey got off my back. Right. But, but it was still, still ended up getting into the family business. You know, so, so for me, like I've always had this, this thing where it's like, I, I really did want to be a child psychologist, but I didn't want to go to school for 10 years, for 10 years. It just wasn't. <laughs> and, and, and ultimately I've helped a lot of kids. I've spoken at a lot yeah. of schools and kids yeah. events and uh, helping them, you know, build out an entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial journey for themselves, like a pathway. And ultimately, like I, I did it, I, you know, I'm doing things in that same vein without having to be like the guy with the clipboard and yeah. writing the notes and all that stuff like that. That's just, just not really me anyway. But yeah, so I, I, I decided like, all right, I'm going to leave. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then like things kind of took a turn for the worst, um, at, in January of 2014, like I was supposed to be gone January 1st, but like, I still didn't know what I was going to do. I was going to go like continuing school. Um, yeah. that was going well, excuse me. And I was like, well, uh, maybe I'll just stick it out. Cause like there was some things going on in the company that I was trying to like, I wanted to help, but at the same time I still was trying to leave and I wasn't sure and it just got really toxic because it was not me and my dad were like button heads like every every other day and it, it was not a good time and finally mm-hmm. it came to a head uh april 2nd of 20, 2014 we ended up in a fist fight after like everyone had just left and then we ended up in an argument ends in a fist fight there's like holes in the wall and wasn't good well it oh, was man. not a good time yeah, man right. and and uh so i i left i had to go take a test after that <laughs> at oh, school wow. Yeah. So fortunately the teacher didn't show up. Cause like my, my eyes were all like red. Like I'm crying. I was crying. I, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to be in this situation. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to come with this, but sometimes Nate, you, you find out like you have to do the thing that pushes you to, to over the edge. It's like, you can't go back. Right. It's the whole burn the boat mentality. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it. Right. Some people are like, Oh, I got to burn the boats. So I'm going to go. And, uh, and then, yeah. But like, sometimes it's, it's, it's a mental thing. It's a, yeah. Uh, subconscious thing where you're just like, Hey, I know if this happens, I know it's going to be fine. In fact, I called it like right before I, right before my office mate uh, left, I was like, there's going to be a big fight here. <laughs> and then he left. And then I got up, went to go leave. We ended up in an argument, ends of the fight. And, and then I, I didn't go back for uh, weeks. Uh, yeah. There was weeks before I walked back through that door, those doors. And of course I was getting text messages from, the employees and stuff and like they're like what the heck is going on like we come back and there's like you know holes oh, in the yeah. wall and like wow. keyboard like flown and it was like <laughs> you know sprawled out all over the ground like like it wasn't but the reason i tell people this story is because i i like i want them to understand that you sometimes you 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 get into situations that you don't want to be in and you don't mean to be in it it you, you sometimes you have to realize what's going on around you and, and, and you're too close to the situation to see it. And for me, like I, I was definitely too close to the situation to, to like see all the problems. But then, then, you know, after I leave, but you know, my dad and like other people would be like, so to go to my wife who we've been married for two years at that point, we've been together mm-hmm. for quite, uh, I don't know, six years or something like that. Um, at that point, and they're like, "Well, what? You know, are you mad at Joe for leaving the job? Like, he left like a hundred million dollar company. Like, what? Are you mad?" And she's like, "No, he's happy. He's not coming home and yelling at the top of his lungs about how yeah. annoyed he is because people just refuse to change, and and he's not getting that support that he he needed in order to to make those changes. You know, I, I 
one of the famous things I was screaming about was like numbers don't lie. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I took the inventory levels from, and this falls right into the leadership, right? I took the inventory levels from, to, uh, in 2012, we were sitting, I think just about $6 million in inventory when really we should have been about two and a half to $3 million in inventory with a you know, fluctuating month after month. It goes up, goes yeah. down depends yeah. on what part of the month you're in. And, you know, there was an algorithm in our computer system, but it was not really good. wasn't really coherent. And, and I, I worked on it uh, with the computer company like day in and day out. And we, we were able to take our inventory down to $3 million in just over a year. <laughs> like, and, wow. and that wasn't just by doing returns. That was just by cycling the inventory because we had a, a, a hub and spoke system, right? So we had the main warehouse and we had all the, the stores. So we were sending out inventory. So we had them set, ship inventory back. Cause like that had not been done. And <laughs> my grandfather, yeah. see my grandfather for all of, all of his awesomeness, he, he didn't believe in the idea of returning things. He's like, well, if I buy this chapstick at 60 cents and it sits on my shelf for three years, but now, now if I go to buy it, it's like a dollar 40 and I sell it now. And I sell it at the price, you know, the price markup with, from the dollar 40 instead of the 60 cents, I made money. Well, the thing is, is every, and I wrote about this in my first book, everything pays rent. It, it you yeah, know, necessity right. or, or entertainment value. And in the case of this, like if you're stocking a bunch of these and you're not selling them, then you're taking a valuable space that you could be stocking the stuff that you are selling on and the money to do so. So we returned as much as we possibly could because we had so many back years of non-returns. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we were able to do it though. And, and, but that, that 2012 to 2014, it, it completely exhausted me. When you're working with people that have been there as long as you've been alive, right? And you're, you're 22, 23, 24, 25 years old. And you're like, Hey, numbers don't lie. And like, we're like, <laughs> we're going to build this system out so that you guys can get the right inventory when you need it rather than just being like, I got a whole 10 of these. Cause <laughs> it makes me feel good. Cause that customer he's, he's coming back for it. And you're like, you yeah. look at the numbers, like he hasn't bought it in three years. Yeah. Nobody's bought it in three years. And yeah. you're holding 10 of them when we can use them in other stores and just sell them off like that. That's a big deal. It adds up very quickly. So I took my, my lumps and, and I learned a lot of lessons about leadership in those, those two years, specifically in those two. I mean, a lot, I learned a lot prior to that, but, but those two years specifically because there was so much pushback. And then, you know, Nate, the funny thing about, the funny thing is hindsight's twenty twenty because what ended up happening was, was a year after I left the company, you know, we made all the changes. Um, and I, and I eventually, I, I, baked in a way for the guys, the, the managers to be able to, okay, I have 10 of them. Uh, I know a guy that's going to buy them. Eventually he comes in and when I, when I got to have him when he helms, but it hasn't sold in three years. I'm like, fine, keep two of them. Send me eight. I'll take eight. Yeah, I'll right. take six or right. five, you know, seven, give me seven of them. We'll redistribute them. You can hold on to the three. And when you sell them, good for you. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, that's fine. And, having that flexibility enabled people to feel a little more confident. But turns out when a year after I left, my dad sold the business to the largest uh, multi-billion dollar conglomerate of truck parts out there. And mm -hmm. what do they do? Well, they do the same exact thing, but they have much harder, like stringent. You yeah, can't just right. order this. You can't just do this. And, and this is the way it is. So like when, with, with me, they had the opportunity to be like, okay, I'll keep three of them. No big deal. Have a great yeah. day. Here's your seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with them, it's like, it, no, 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 we need it all back. 
yeah. Mania back yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, and it's very strange in what they, what power that they have. And as managers under us, they had a lot of power. They had a lot of say. And even though I was trying to push, uh, you know, numbers and, and, and utilizing the computer because like the computer knows that you sold it last week, you might think that it was last week, but it was to a year ago. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? It was right. 48 months ago. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Like, yeah. it feels like yesterday though. So yep. it's those lessons that I took that, um, and, and the, and the validation after the fact of like, Hell, huh, how about that? Like a year later, I found out like I was doing it as good, if not better from a, from a team perspective mm-hmm. than the multi-billion dollar company. So yeah. Ultimately, with me leaving, um, I found podcasting. I mean, I've been listening to podcast Disney. I'm a huge Disney head, uh, which my background is I, I'm redoing my garage right now. So really? uh, into a studio. Yeah. So this is my it was one of my two garages turning it into a studio. Uh, so I don't have any Disney paraphernalia on the back, you know, behind me just yet. But we're, we're, we're going to get there. I just um, uh, recorded a podcast yesterday with a guy that was with Disney for many years. He was a VP of uh uh, with with the kingdom, the uh, yeah, uh, you're talking about um, Dan Cockrell. Dan Cockrell, yeah, yep. you got it. Good yeah, for, yeah, a friend yeah. of mine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. He's, he's a great guy. His dad's great too. Lee is awesome. He wrote the foreword to my fourth book. Oh, awesome! No Tales way. Won't save your business. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Small. Yeah, world. yeah. Dan's Dan's really good people. Super it's always, good. I mean, Lee and Dan, they're really, yeah. really great people. Yeah. Well, where were you going with that? So the podcasting Disney and yeah. So like in 2004, five. Uh, I think like five oh six, I started listening to a Disney podcast, and so I, I, you know, my friends were all on the pod. Like again, I had the tech background. A lot of my friends are in tech, and so they, you know, I knew about podcasting. Was listening to one specific podcast, and but like, and I was told I should have a podcast. Like back in twenty eleven, twenty ten, my friend Michelle was like, "Oh, you should totally have a Disney podcast," and I was like, oh, yeah. "I don't want to talk about this. I get bored. Like I love Disney World. I love Disney yeah. as a company and all that, but." I would totally get bored. It just would not be for, I don't live in Florida or California. So, so yeah. So the idea of of me having a podcast was like, okay, that's cool. Um, I released a DJ album right around the same time that I left the company um, in 2014. And with that, uh, I was doing a bunch of Disney uh, podcast interviews, like to promote the album. We were raising money for give kids the world. Uh, It was a charity organization down in in Orlando and Mm -hmm you know, I was able to, to raise a bunch of money and, and had fun. I was doing all these podcast interviews and I'm like, Hey, you know, this is pretty cool. So I'm on a flight to Disney world with a friend of mine to run a race. Uh, you know, I, I do a lot of running and, and he's like, Oh, well, have you heard of this show called like entrepreneur on fire? And I was like, nah, I haven't heard of that. And this is, again, this is in early 2014. Uh, so I think the show had just started in like 2013 or something like that. And I was like, oh, why? What do they do? And he's like, oh, they, they interview entrepreneurs. Like, you should totally listen to that. You'll love it. And I'm like, I mean, I never thought about a podcast as an as a interview thing. Like, I always, yeah. to me, like, I was just trying to get on roundtable discussions about Disney. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh, well, I was like, I know a lot of people in business. Like, I could totally do that. But then I was like, I, I know a lot more people live in their dreams. So uh, I wrote down like a hundred names in my phone and when the, and came up with the name right there on the plane. So as soon as the plane landed, I registered a domain name, Twitter handle and Facebook page before we got to the rental car. Reached out to my boy, awesome. Al Kessel. He was like, Hey, like I was like, Hey, he had just interviewed me on his show. And I was like, Hey, I need help getting uh, a couple, like, I don't know the WordPress plugin. Like how do I host the feed? That kind of stuff. 20 minutes on the phone. Like, we, we were good. He was my first episode and he was on Mr. Voice for pretty much 
the whole life of my show. In fact, when we won business podcast of the year, I sent him a trophy, uh, you know, one of the, the trophies That's awesome. uh, for the show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so yeah, he was my episode number one. He was, he's been on the episode, you know, almost every episode, uh, as Mr. Voice there. And, and yeah, so I'm really thankful for, for Al and, um, yeah. So two weeks later I had my first episode and then it just, I went from one episode to three episodes a week. Uh, and then I was starting to hit like iTunes new and noteworthy. I was like, I got to capitalize on this. So I started going five episodes a week. So I had this huge backlog cause I was just interviewing literally yeah. everyone I could yeah. get to, you know, talk about like a story. And, and ultimately what I found out was, was like, I was doing the dreamers podcast for me. Mm-hmm. Like this, this was for me because I still didn't know what the heck I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. I was only yeah. one month removed a little right. over a month removed from leaving the company that I was supposed to, you know, take, be the heir to take over. And, and I still didn't know what I wanted. You know, maybe about a month or so later into the show, I realized like, okay, I'm going to write some books. Uh, I'm going to get speaking engagements. Like I'm going to make all this work. And of course I told people I know and care about, and they're like, uh, what? <laughs> like that, that'll, <laughs> that'll never work. That, that's terrible. That's crazy. That's not a great idea. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, well, there's other people doing it. So it's not like it's so yeah, right. foreign, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's foreign to you because you've never heard of it. Like mm-hmm. a car would sound pretty foreign to anybody who's never, never heard of a car before <laughs> if they've only heard a carriage right, and a right. horse. So I put together, you know, this, this podcast and, and um, a few months later in like December 2014, I put together the, what was the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference, uh, which now is called the Independent Podcast Conference, ICON for short. And we've held five in-person events uh, annually. We've had people from literally all over the world come. That's been an awesome journey. Uh, we changed it to Independent Podcast Conference from Mid-Atlantic. And, and it, the, the growth has been, since September, has been astronomical. We went from having like 400 people in our Facebook group. We're uh, almost 1450 now. Uh, wow. And that's, that's in September. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's exponentially grown. We're doing virtual conferences now. We're going to, we're, we're, I'm still debating if I'm going to have a, a in-person event in September. It's at the end of September. I don't know if it's going to work out or not, but yeah. So we're, so all these things have gone going on. I've started speaking and started getting, uh, I started writing books. I wrote four books in five years and it's just been so, it's been so much fun working with business owners. So, so one of the things I did, like right after I left, I, I, I did start coaching uh, a couple of clients on their small business and it was good. It was great. And I was also building websites for people. Cause I just, just was like, I got to do what I know what to do. Yeah, right? right. Like yeah. I, I don't really want to build websites. It's not really what I want to do. Like I know how yeah. to do it. I do it for myself. I do it for a couple of friends here and there, but it's not like a business that I want to run. And, you know, I just did it to, to, I got the bill, you know, got the bills paid and, and was able to keep, I mean, it helped on my wife was a teacher. So her health insurance was taken care of uh, at the very least. And, and I was able to make the bills work and, and make it all, you know, we, I don't know how we survived some of those months. Cause I was, yeah, I was under a lot of stress in a lot yeah. of months, but we, you know, did it. We're the year. We made uh, it through. I love it. <laughs> still on the journey. It's not, yeah. it's not over yet for sure. I definitely heard of the Mid-Atlantic Conference. I didn't know that you'd uh, swap the names. Um, I did, yeah, because we, so who, huge shout out to my boy, Eric Hunley of Unstructured Podcast. You should go, do, definitely go. He's doing some incredible, incredible yeah. interviews um, over there. But, uh, but yeah, he was like, Joe, you got you to gotta hammer this independent thing. Got to yeah. hammer it, got to hammer it. And like two weeks prior to the show, 
two weeks prior to everyone coming down to Atlantic City, New Jersey. Usually we've been just outside of Philadelphia. This yeah. year I was like, oh, fifth anniversary. We're going to go big. We're going to go big. We're going to be like, we're going to celebrate. It's going to be incredible, <laughs> right? And, and I'm like, all right, so we're going to go to Atlantic City. And I was like, you know what, Eric, what if, what if we change the name? of MapCon. Everybody loves MapCon. Everybody loves the, the you know, what, what it stands for, what people, people come to it. But every year, like I'm getting, I get emails like, is this for me? Can I come to this? Yeah. I live in Seattle. I live in, you know, California. And I'm like, yes, of course. Like it's, yeah. it's just where it's held. It's not a big right. deal. And he's like, yeah, he's like, let's do it. Like, like you should totally do it. Like, let's make it happen. So with yeah. two weeks prior to the conference, I, I spin up and like change the names and make like a whole talk, decide I'm going to give this talk explaining like the history and everything leading up to the name change. And some people were like, Whoa, Joe, like, what are you doing? You're, you're changing everything. <laughs> and I was like, pause. No, I'm not. I just want to change the name. And like, like I said, literally overnight, we went from a pretty stagnant group outside of when we were doing the event in September, like yeah. leading up to the event a month after the event, it slows down to every day. There's like three to five people joining the group. <laughs> Awesome. So, yeah. So, cause they resonate with what it, you know, what it stands for, the name, like, right. the I guess the logo, like it all just kind of works together. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I, the first I'd heard about that, Scott Mulvaney, I believe. Uh, yeah, know, Scott. Scott. Love yeah. Scott. Big yeah, time, so. big time icon. So I know I, I I remember seeing him posting a few videos. He must have been at the conference or something like that. He's and been at most of them. I probably yeah. had the same thought, like Mid-Atlantic, you know, I wonder who that's for, right? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting with the name change and, and doesn't surprise me, the growth there. What, what is, uh, what's the big vision for you, Super Joe, moving forward? Well, so I, I mean, I've always over have, a, since, since I've started this journey, I have over stretched myself out, if you will with too many projects, too many little side businesses that I've spun up, whether it's with my wife or myself or, you know, different thoughts and things of that nature. And in the last like six months or so, I've just like, I decide, well, actually at leading up to MapCon, cause at, at the mid Atlantic podcast conference event at the end, I admitted, I'm like, you know, the last like three years, I pretty much have coasted on like, we've grown year over year, but not an exponential. It's like a 20%, 25% growth. Um, yeah. I, I really want to sit, sit down and actually take this seriously now. And that's part of the name change is, is taking it seriously. So uh, going to really go hard for more than like, it used to be like, oh, three months, four months in advance, five months in advance, I would really ramp up what I was doing, my efforts to getting the conference ready. And now I, I really want to take, take that to the next level. So I've simplified my model down to just really two businesses. This the Super Joe Pardo business, which is business coaching, consulting, you know, strategist, pretty much for optimizing processes uh, in your business for, for specifically for small businesses to medium sized businesses, as well as like, you know, speaking and any kind of book writing. Although I'm, I mean, I wrote four books in five years. I'm, I'm kind of, want to kind of hit pause on that a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. I right. mean, have you written a book, Nate? It's, yeah, I've written three. Yeah. It's a lot of work, ain't yeah, it? Like, yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> it's yeah. a heck of a lot of work. So Especially four and five years. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, yeah. Well, three, so three of them happened very, very quickly. Um, like my first book took three months. Uh, second book took two months. Third book tech took 10 days. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it it's like a different me. kind of, yeah. different kind of book. Um, yeah. And then my, 
My fourth book is a business book. It was, it's a more of a traditional book that took close to two years. Cause I kind of like, I did it I did, like I did little bits and pieces over, over time yeah. rather than just like, I'm just diving in and, and, and hammering it out. So, yeah. So, so, you know, working with people and, and, uh, and then I'm also working on the TV show, uh, which I don't know if you, you got to see the, the trailer for the top with super Joe Pardo. No, I, I, I have oh, you haven't. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. So I, a year ago I was contacted to, um, by a, a TV network that was like, Hey, we want you to do a TV show. Like if this could really be a good fit for you. Um, uh-huh. so I'm like, Oh, cool. Like let's, let's make it happen. So we shot the pilot. Um, and it's, it's available on YouTube to watch right now, but then I spent a lot of time working on getting sponsors and, and making those relationships and it didn't all, it, it didn't all work out. It didn't all come yeah. into fruition. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh no, it's like July and the conference is in two months. And I have like a deluge <laughs> of things I need to do. Yeah. Not like not cool. Right. So right. I, I put the show on pause and then kind of, I was planning on ramping it back up. I had a couple in March I was supposed to shoot and that got postponed. So that's, you know, that's on the board. The podcast falls under that, the super Joe Pardo show. And yeah, so like the, those are, that's the super Joe Pardo like umbrella. And mm-hmm. then there's the indie pod umbrella, yeah. right. And right. growing that. And we, I really, really, really am putting a ton of effort, um, probably more effort in that than, than the super Joe Pardo umbrella right now. Uh, because like, people need it, right? Yeah. Like they're sitting, you know, most people are sitting at home. They're, they're looking for stuff. That's why we're doing these virtual conferences. I've done, this will be my fifth virtual conference since the first one was, I think it was March 30th or 26th yeah. or something like yeah. that. So like since the end of March, I've done five of these things and it's, they're just so much fun. They're eight hours, six hours long. Um, mm-hmm. And people hang in there all day. We have like yeah. consistent viewership, like 30, 40, 50, 60 people watching the entire day. It's, it's crazy. It, it, it blows awesome. my mind. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that they, that is Cause it's not like a, Oh, a, you know, 60 people watched a, a, a two minute video. It's like 60 people watched like six hours. Yeah, exactly. This. Right. You know, and it's not just me. Like I have speakers and stuff like that, that, that come on, they all bring their, you know, the thing I'm just hosting it through yep. just hosting it throughout yeah. the day. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's a, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, and, and it's grow like the growth is there. So I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to really continue to pour more and more time. So I'm looking at like how I can create maybe even a daily content, you know, schedule based around Cause like right now I, I have the time to do it though. I did spend a lot of time getting what you see behind me all together. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, you know, when you're doing it yourself with, uh, with the help of one friend, <laughs> <laughs> you know, running electricity, putting drywall up all, all over insulation up and, carpet and all that and you're and you're and you're getting it all like you get it all done i mean it feels awesome and like it, it it's just a great it's a great accomplishment feeling yeah yeah definitely what's that where, where did that come from what the creating originally mid-atlantic PodCon and now independent podcast. yeah so i grew like in my family's business we would do like an annual um customer appreciation night kind of thing where we'd have a, we'd have all the vendors that we deal with come and they'd set up booths and then you'd walk through the booths and then get to a free buffet, like a high end buffet with an open bar. And, and we'd have like a thousand people come through in about six hours is it was really great. Like, cause it's all old friends and like, yeah. I haven't seen you in a year. Yeah, and like right. all So it's, it's really, it was a really cool experience. So growing up, like I'm running around, like 
grabbing all the pens and the, and the free goodies <laughs> all yeah. off the, off the tables as a kid. And, um, so I grew up going to those and, and, and I just, I don't know, I always felt like in love with bringing people together and having a great time and creating an experience for people. Um, even like in my house, like, I mean, you see like the arcade games are behind me, right? Like there's yeah. another one over here on the side that I keep, <laughs> I don't have an easy way to show you at the moment, yeah. but it's a shuffle alley on the side from 1969 that nice. my grandfather bought in 1980. Oh, and now, wow. it's, now it's in my garage. So, uh, or my studio, I'm trying, I got to change the vernacular. I got to yeah, change yeah. the vernacular. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things where I, I just love bringing people together. So I, I went to an event, uh, a Disney event, of course, cause like everything yeah. has that Disney connection. Right. I went to a Disney event, uh, that the podcast that I, I listened to, they put on every year. And when I was down there, it turned out that there was a, podcast uh conference being put on by one of my disney podcasting peoples and jared easley who eventually you know went on to co-found uh podcast movement so i went to this thing and i met a bunch of great people I'm still friends with pretty much all of them and they uh and i just like i, I like so i come home from back from florida my wife didn't i was solo on that trip uh, my wife stayed home so I, I come back and, and I'm sitting there watching Peyton Manning play like one of his like handful of last games, I guess, in 20, yeah. 2014. I think that was around the time he was. Yeah, that sounds about right. Broncos, I yeah, think. Broncos. Yeah. Denver yeah. Broncos. So watching him and, and uh, you know, it's Sunday night football. And then I'm like, I wonder if there's like a Philly podcast group or something like that. So I Google and like there is, there's a Philly, the Philly podcasters assigned. I was like, okay, let me go bigger than that. So I was like, let's talk mid Atlantic and like, Put it, bring all the mid Atlantic states together. And uh, we held a, uh, was, so I started with the Facebook group. And then in, I think like March, we held a, a meetup in Bryant Park up in New York City, right outside of uh, Times Square. Okay. And we had like 15 people show up. It was, it was fun. It was a, it was a good yeah. time. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. We're doing this. Uh, we're yeah. going to have a, our first event in, in uh, September. It was like the first weekend after Labor Day weekend. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have it so i uh i got this i, I held it at a school gymnasium uh at a local school here in, in westville new jersey and the reason i got it was because of my podcast one of the kids that went to the middle school he was on uh master chef junior so in season three i believe or two two or three and anyway, I, I went there, I interviewed him at a watch party that they had. And then I became friends with like the principal came, became quickly became friends with the marketing director who I'm still close friends with. And, you know, I, I started, I was like, Hey, well, what if they were like, we really want you to like teach a podcasting class here. And I was like, well, I've never taught kids before, but all right, let's, yeah. let's do it. So we did <laughs> it. And in exchange, they gave me the school gymnasium, which would have been like a thousand dollar buy-in uh, or so. Which nice. turns out it would have been cheaper had I had just gone to the hotel that we ended up having the, the, the following year at. But, yeah. um, but I got this cool experience of like teaching a class of like 15 kids how to podcast. Yeah. They put a yeah. podcast together. They recorded like three or four episodes. They built their own WordPress website. They did all these things within 10 weeks. It was, it was awesome. And I got really connected with, with them. So you know, it's, it's definitely a very fond memory, uh, of mine. It's a weird memory too, cause it's not yeah. something that like you would normally yeah. get to do, but because it was a Catholic school, there was like less, there was more leniency in like who they let in and what they sure, do right. and, yeah, yeah, and all that. So yeah. So it was like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So <laughs> we did it and yeah, we held the event. We had like 30, 40 people show up. 
the funny thing was that the thing that stands out to me more so than the event itself, because the event went, went awesome. The talks were great, but the after party that we had at the house, that was because yeah, like right. 10 of like the 35 or 40 people that came stayed at our house. So no we had way. like, we had, <laughs> I went and bought air mattresses and, and people were just sprawled out like all over the house. Um, right. And because we had people, so it's called mid Atlantic podcast conference, right? So you would think yep. like, Oh, Joe must've got mostly people in the local area. No, I got people from Florida, <laughs> four people from, uh, from Georgia, two people from Ohio, including the Dave Jackson, Brent Basham of podit.net. He used to be a uh, uh, digital dads. He flew up from, uh, from Georgia. Two people drove from, from, uh, from Georgia, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Connecticut. Like we, you know, we, we were East coast, man. This is, mm-hmm. this was an East coast event. And yeah. then the second year, we had people like Mark Gasquith came and people from um, like Rob Greenlee came. So we had people from like Seattle to the UK. So now we were like all coast. We had, we had a net bone come from California. International. Yeah, we were international in the second year. Like, how cool is that? And this is yeah, something called awesome. Middle Atlantic. So like despite naming it the wrong thing right. <laughs> out of the gate and, and, and hanging on to it because like, oh, people love MapCon. You know, yeah, people yeah. talk about their MapCon yeah. family. Like ultimately didn't matter. Um, you know, ultimately didn't matter, but in the time, the moment it mattered, it mattered a lot to me, you know, people having a connection to a brand and, and Mm -hmm. I, and it was sad, like people were sad, but now people are, you know, people didn't like the, uh, the, the the sortening to icon. They're like, Oh, I'm just going to call it indie podcon. But now as time has gone on, I I hear more people saying icon. So I'm like, it just makes sense. The indie, uh, indie pod, one word. And then con like, I icon. like the icon. I love it. Yeah. yeah right. So we have the icon family. They, you yeah. know, and, and I call every, all of them the icons. That's why I called Scott Mulvaney an icon. That's yeah. you know, for a fashion yeah. is an icon. Like it just feels right. And when it feels right, it makes you feel better and it makes the people around you that you surround yourself with feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's cool. I gotta get, I gotta get to icon now. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm excited whenever that yeah, happens. Yeah. Yeah. We got We gotta have you, man. Uh, yeah. I got, actually, I have a friend that lives out near you. Cause I actually have a shirt cause you, you said you live outside of Minneapolis, right? Yeah. South. Uh, yeah. About yeah. an hour South. Yep. I have a, I have a shirt. I should, if I would have known that I would have wore the shirt. It says, uh, soda and then pop and it's got like, the, <laughs> yes. you know, the, the, a bit, yeah, yeah. Cause our friend brought it, uh, K, yeah, shout out to KK debate for bringing it. these parts yes for sure <laughs> <laughs> what team are you on soda or pop <laughs> I, I mean i say soda yeah not here but i don't i don't actually drink soda so anymore so yeah 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 doesn't matter as much to me <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate you being here today and uh i want to respect the time i do want to wrap up with a final question well, if yeah. there's one or two things, maybe, because I do have a lot of uh, folks, entrepreneurs, business owners, but also, you know, they're interested in podcasting or they have a podcast themselves. What you give us, whatever you want. It could be a life lesson too. one or two things that if they implemented today um, would help them move their life forward today. Yeah. So uh, number one, don't ask how you make money. Ask how you get good. That's, you know, shout out to DJ Jackson. Uh, you know, he's done many of MapCon talks, uh, now Icon talks about that. Uh, you have to, you have to put in the reps, have to keep, just just keep, if you're in, if you're doing an interview show, keep interviewing. Like literally, I just went literally yesterday was just talking with, uh, Andy Wong of, uh, inspired money. We were on the indie pod podcast, which we got to get you on there, Nate. You you got to be a guest on there. Um, and we're talking about like our first 10 episodes on that, on that show and how like, 
almost, I think nine out of the 10 on his end were, were friends and all of mine, my first like 19 yeah. episodes were out Absolutely. of 20 were all friends, yeah, except for two, I think two of them weren't, uh, or maybe, I mean, one or two of them weren't friend, really friends, but they became friends afterwards. And that's, you know, that's the power of, of having an interview show. Like I didn't have a network of people outside of the trucking world and the, in the IT world because I was in the right. LAN parties and playing computer games. So I got into, you know, those people. So I got those kind of numbers, but I hate computers. I really, yeah. I mean, I know how they work <laughs> and I use them all day, every day. And then I'm yep. really proficient at helping other people with them, but I, I hate them because they never work for other people the way they work for me. So, so like, that's one of the reasons I didn't start an IT business when I left. Cause my dad was like, Oh, you should just start an IT business. You could help people with their computers. And I was like, no, cause I don't want a phone call at two in the morning. How the program that works every other time all of a sudden doesn't work. And it's like, yep. Like I'm not the programmer. I'd rather be a programmer. And yeah. I went to, you know, I did some schooling back in in high school for that. But yeah, mm-hmm. so you got to put in the reps to if to get great at what you do. Build that network. It's going to help you do that. People are going to help you along the way. They're going to get you other guests. They're going to open up other doors. If you're more worried about the money, that's it, it's a tough sell because you gotta you gotta make up. You gotta market so much harder to make up for the fact that you have a crap show than yeah. to just get great at it and then be like, hey, listen to this. And like, bam, like people are not only listening to it, but they're telling other people about it. That's how I have international listeners. It's not yeah. because I'm marketing to an international audience. It's because I've had guests that live in those countries that I don't live in from that on that show. And then they're like, wow, like you got, like they're telling their friends about how awesome of an experience that they've had. So yeah. that's a number one, put in the reps as much as you possibly can. Um, and from the, from a money standpoint, if you, you know, the number one thing I can say about money is answer the five basic questions. You know, I, I think there's a term for that, the, the journalistic five basic questions. I I, there's probably an actual term that I'm, I'm totally butchering, <laughs> but do you know what those five questions are, Nate? My thought would go to like, who, what, how, when, why. <laughs> Got it, right? Put that down on a piece of paper, who, what, where, when, why, and how. And then it was just the five W's, right? The five, I think it's the five yeah. W's plus an H in there. Yeah, but right. put, in those, put down those five W's and just start to fill out. Like, who, is, who are you making this for? Is it for mm-hmm. you? That's awesome. Like, do that. But just know that it might be hard for other people to, to figure out what it is that you're trying to do and come on that journey with you. So yeah. the answer to those five questions for, for who you're trying to listen, you know, trying to get to listen to it and figure out the format and all that. But, and don't be afraid to experiment. Cause like I've changed my format on my show many of times I've done other shows. I did a show called birth, Nate, where leading up to my first baby, me and my wife did a show together for like 33 episodes, 35 episodes, like one each week. Uh, and we like had conversations with our parents and our grandparents. And we, I interweaved all that into like a documentary style thing. Didn't make me a, a cent, but you know what? I have a keepsake and I learned so much about like as, asking more questions and, and putting things together that ultimately helped me lead down the path of like shooting my own TV show. Mm-hmm. I wanted to shoot, you know, I wanted to do a daily business lesson video every single day. So what I do, I only did it for a hundred days, but I put together a hundred 10 minute videos yeah. that every single day I was doing a daily business video out of life. So it was a vlog. So I'm like, I'm holding my, my vlog camera, which I have right here. I'm holding my vlog camera and I'm, and I'm talking into it about, you know, and relating to where I'm at, what I'm doing, what I see 
to back to business. And, and I did it for a hundred days. Now it took a lot of time in editing and, yeah. but the thing is I got faster at editing. I got faster at telling a story. I got faster at diagnosing what's the important pieces here that I can cut out and speed it up and, and condense things down that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. If I was yeah. just sat on the sideline and be like, well, I'd like to shoot some video. I bought yeah. this expensive rig, you know, Gotta, gotta do it. Gotta put in the reps, do a bunch of it and you'll get faster at it and optimize that process and then take it to the next level. Yeah. Perfect. I appreciate that. That's, that's, uh, definitely some gold. If you're listening, uh, which of course you are, are you listening right now? <laughs> Heck you yeah, you're listening. Uh, but yeah, you get, a, you get a ding for listening. Yeah. Good, good job listening. Hopefully you're, you're listening and not do, trying to do 20 other things, but, uh, I appreciate you being here and uh, you know, what are some ways that they can find out about you and uh, super Joe and your podcast and everything else that you got going on? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, super Nate for having me on. I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's a wonderful topic that you're, you're talking and bringing the light and obviously you're getting great guests other than just this guy, that's uh, right. you know, talking, talking with people like Dan Cockrell, like that's, that's, yeah. that's high level stuff there, yeah. man. So keep, keep it up. Um, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, you can get all of my stuff at super Joe Pardo, P A R D O.com. Uh, or you can go over to indie I N D I E pod P O D con C O N.com and get everything about the conference. In fact, this, I don't know when this episode is going live, but this Saturday we're doing a virtual conference. We we're doing one pretty much every two weeks. So Go to IndiePodCon.com slash virtual. So if you missed this one, which is all about podcasting the video, maybe you'll make the next one. Um, yeah. And yeah. And if you, if you don't, the replays are available in the IndiePodUniversity.com, which uh, for a small monthly fee of like 10 bucks, you can get access to 100 plus hours of video there. Awesome. Appreciate it. We'll get that thank linked you. up, of course. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much, man, for, for being here. It's been great. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Have a good day. You too. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, babe